Hey, what's up, guys? This is Adam Hendershot back here with you. Um, this is the podcast Futurist. This is episode three. I'm here with um, Alex Russell. He's a young entrepreneur. Uh, how many? How old are you? I'm 17 right now. 17. Damn. See, I wish I had that kind of start on entrepreneurship. <laughs> like, I wish. No, I'm actually jealous of that because, like, I didn't really, I didn't understand entrepreneur, really even what that word meant until right. I was in my 20s. Oh, like, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, so what, what does that mean to you? Like, what, what makes you excited about being an entrepreneur? I would say something that makes me, like, really excited about being an entrepreneur would be just, like, um, it, it's you, it's limitless. Like, you control what happens next. So, like, um, it's like you literally control how much money you make like there's not a set oh you make $50,000 a year you can mm-hmm. literally make $30,000 a year or you can make all the way up to a billion million like yeah so so who, who you know as you've been in this learning process and been executing on on what you've been learning on like who you know just because of the freedom of information I feel like we have a unique opportunity our generation right for sure so who have been the biggest influences as you've been leveraging technology as you've been leveraging that to meet other people who have been the big Ooh. biggest influences on you okay so I would say like um, I'd say some of like the bigger people like they really mm-hmm. encourage me and like um, really influence me mm-hmm. Grant Cardone for sure. Like I watch his mm. stuff all the time. But there's actually one. Uncle entre- G. <laughs> oh yeah, one entrepreneur that you might not heard of, but I like really like his stuff, mm-hmm. his content. It, uh, his name is um, he he goes by Josh King Madrid. And mm, like, can I write that down? I actually don't know. I'm always wanting yeah, to sure. learn. Yeah. What what is it again? Josh. Josh. King Madrid. King. Yep. Like that's kind of like his nickname. I guess. Uh, what was it? Madrid. How do you spell that? Um, M-A- I think it's M A D I R. I actually, or he. Actually if you could, if you could like send me a link sure. to one of the videos or something, that I mean, that would do too. I mean, I could probably find it based on what I have here. But he also goes by Jet Set Fly. Like that's like his Jet Set Fly. Yeah. Okay. But I really like his content. He's he's like an internet entrepreneur. Mm. But he, um, yeah, he just he kills it, and he, I, I'd say like his style. He's not, he's more like, get your shit together, like, mm-hmm. like you're not going to make it unless you actually, like, get your shit together, like, yeah. So, and I really like that, and I'd say he really influenced me a lot to, like, mm. it, he really motivates me. So, okay, so, um, as far as what you're doing um, in entrepreneurship right now, I, you know, I took a little bit of a delve into your, some of your social media, mm-hmm. you know, I always do a little bit, at least a little bit of research, <laughs> but, um, it seems like you're really you're really leveraging Facebook, Instagram, and all these other platforms. Oh yeah. To to like move things around, right? For sure. So I mean, what you've done is you've is you found a niche. You know, there's there's people. I mean, there's always going to be people that are going to buy buy phones. And that's, exactly. Yeah, and so so is is this your first entrepreneurial venture, or is this kind of in your blood? Is this something that you've always been doing? Oh no. Definitely, I would. It's definitely not my first. I just like. Yeah. So I guess I could take you back a little bit. Cause yeah, please. I um, when I first started with entrepreneurship, so I got interested in it because of at first the materialistic things, but now my like goals and visions are different. But that's how I got into it, wanting like 
the nice car, the nice house, all that. So I was like always looking up how to make money, ways to make money as a teenager and all that. Mm-hmm. And it, it was always coming up with like, oh, do you landscape and do a lemonade stand? Just like basic mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I don't know, like I just wanted something more. So I just always did research. Then I came across this thing, which you probably are familiar with it, drop shipping. Yeah, and sure. I actually, so I would say that's my first thing I got started with. Mm. And um, I, so this was back in 20, the beginning of 2018 was when I like first got into it. I did a whole bunch of research. Like I literally filled like almost a whole notebook with notes just watching mm. so many uh, like successful dropshippers. Mm. And, but I like would talk to my parents about it and like, you know how you like actually have to set up a legal business and all that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they actually weren't really supportive of it at first. Like they were like, oh, well, um, I want you to wait till the summer. I want I, I want you to um, sh- to show us that, oh, you can get your schoolwork done, mm-hmm. and then this is just a side thing. Like, they mm-hmm. never really saw it being, like, something big, but I, like, saw it being something big. And then when I started doing it, like, um, I, w- I don't th- think I was late. Okay, after looking back on it, I know what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I started, like, running ads and all that, and I built my store, and then I only got, like, a couple sales. And then... Um, around that time I got interested in another business so mm-hmm. then I kind of just dropped that idea but the reason why it failed is because um, I didn't hit my right target audience like I just I took a product actually one product I did have was Halloween masks because mm-hmm. I saw them all over the place and I was like this product is moving like I could tell they're drop shipping this so I was like I'll just take this and maybe I can mm-hmm. sell it and then but I don't know I found some pages that I thought might work and on, on Instagram and I hit that up the influencers and I had them run ads but I only got a couple sales mm-hmm. so that wasn't the target audience honestly I should have went to Facebook and did like Facebook ads and all that mm-hmm. but I didn't know any of that at the time mm. but um, mm. so at the end of the day it was just like the right people weren't looking at that exactly ads. got you yeah and yeah so the I kind of just dropped that idea. I eventually, in the future, definitely want to go back and retry to do dropshipping or it, some form of uh, internet business because mm-hmm. definitely the, that's like a great way to make passive income. Mm-hmm. But so I dropped kind of that business to uh, start my own clothing line. Mm. And uh, I was actually in a business class. This was actually at the beginning of this school year, first term. I was in a business class and like we had to create, create our own business most people, they um, like just did things to help around the school, but I actually wanted like to do something different. So I um, decided to like start a clothing line and all that. And mm-hmm. one of my friends, he like he gave me um, the idea or the name. It it was called Coma ZZZ, and like I actually was wearing the shirt yesterday, mm-hmm. but I never. So I guess what I what why that didn't go that far is because. Um, I wasn't really passionate about it. I just, at first I was, I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have my own clothing brand. But then when I started making designs and then I, I really was like, I don't know what to make. And then I would show people in class and they'd be like, no, that sucks. That sucks. And then I kind of just got, I'd say a little discouraged and never like printed any shirts, mm-hmm. but like I only printed like two shirts, two sample shirts. And yeah, people didn't really care for them. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm not really good at like this designing thing. 
Mm. And then so for a little bit there, which I kind of, one thing I would go back is I was kind of just doing nothing, which I don't know what I was doing. And then um, I eventually found phone flipping. And then so I started doing that. And, and yeah, that's like, that's definitely been the best thing mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Arbitrage. Yeah. And so that's actually how I met like you guys all because mm-hmm. I bought a phone from Derek and then oh Derek yeah oh yeah that up. was how yeah. yeah that's hilarious yeah for for the listeners that aren't putting two and two together I had Derek on on the last episode so um, actually how I met um, Alex is through ultimately through Derek mm-hmm. that's that's Derek though man he's like he's always making oh, yeah. a new friend yeah. he's always making a new friend yeah right? like yeah when I bought the phone he was just like asking me like what I did and like basically like what my goals are and all that and like we just like clicked from there and like mm. we just kept talking and then mm. he started like bringing me along and all that mm. and I definitely say because I almost wasn't gonna buy the phone from him because when I was looking at like I was messaging him and um, it wasn't like the price I was looking for I wasn't gonna make that much profit on it right and I almost didn't do it but something told me to take it and I, I'm so glad I did like yeah that's just intuition oh yeah you know you know, yeah, no, that's funny. So, so that's where you're at right now. What, what what do you feel like is the next stepping stone in in this uh, process of developing yourself as an entrepreneur? Like, what, sure. what what do you see is the next is the next business, the next step? Maybe it's bringing this phone flipping to a new level. What mm-hmm. what, what do you, what do you what do you see? Yeah, I would say so. Like, I so I really want to take the phone flipping to the next level, but right now. I'm like still in school, so like it's kind of a struggle. Sure. So I'd say the first thing is I really I gotta graduate because <laughs> then once I get that out of the way, then I'll have so much time just to do everything I want with like entrepreneurship. I'm I'm like not pushing it aside. I just gotta like mm-hmm. remove my priorities because at at first phone flipping was back in like December. My phone flipping was like my top priority, and it was like working because my classes weren't hard. But then now this term, my classes are really hard, and I started failing a few classes. So now I gotta like reshift my priorities. <laughs> but um, so yeah, once I graduate, then I really want to take this to the next level, and then like um, and I eventually sometime either this year or next year, I want to have like a, my own phone shop, so people can come to me. I'll, I'll even like fix their phones too. But I don't. I want to have employees that are doing that. Mm-hmm. I just want to like be the owner, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then. Go, was, go open another shop right? for sure yeah yeah <laughs> and i also really want to get into real estate like real estate mm-hmm. is so interesting to me so what attracted you to the real estate industry um honestly like um i've been interested in it for like a while i always thought like i didn't know i could get into it as soon as i could um so i really don't know i just always been interested in it because mm-hmm everywhere around you that's owned by someone and I always thought what if you own that like you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then yeah and it's like the biggest I want it it's one of the most expensive items higher ticket items that Mm -hmm. everyday consumers buy Mm -hmm. so like uh, that leaves more profit and all that too which is Mm -hmm. more desirable of course yeah and it's something that people inevitably will need for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. you know i mean sure in 2000 years when we all live in cloud cities that won't be necessary but <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs> but for the next 2000 years we'll uh 
mm-hmm. probably be doing subdivisions and real estate and all exactly. that stuff. So, yeah, no, no, that's that's really smart, and that's kind of how I look at like the way I, kind of the way I look at real estate. It's like I'm not necessarily like I that's that's what I do for a living right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not like necessarily passionate about like real estate. Like, it's not like I just love houses so much and I want to spend all my time <laughs> remodeling houses. Right. But, you know, with that said, I, I believe that it's a great – like like you said, it's it's one of the most um, – as far as high-ticket items go, it's one of the most constantly oh, yeah. bought and sold for categories, sure. you know. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great vehicle for mm-hmm. investing and it also just has fundamental value to the marketplace. Because oh, yeah. everyone needs it. Right. So, to me, it's a means to an end, you know, because it, it's – real estate is one of those guaranteed models. You exactly. know what I mean? It's, it's like you can, you can get that information from other people in your community. You can get that information from courses that you can buy online. As, as a matter of fact, like we were just talking about this earlier, Alex and I um, – most of it you can just find online for free. Exactly, like on YouTube. That's yeah. where I learned like so much stuff, and that's why I'd say I'm like we're like really lucky mm-hmm. is because we can literally just Google anything. Well, as like 20, 30 years ago, you had to go to the library. You know? mm-hmm. So how would you say like having a phone? How would you say that affects your? Because I I've I've thought about this. You may not have before, but um, how have you noticed? how having technology and having answers like that, you know, at the, with a couple clicks of, mm-hmm. you know, a button, how would you say that's affected your psychology, um, your memory? For um, sure. How, how would you say that's affected you? I would say there's two sides. There's a good side and a bad side. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I would say the bad side is because, like, everything is right there so it's like the instant gratification like and you kind of get addicted to i was actually like watching a video about it and like Mm -hmm. every time you get a text there's dopamine and your goes off in your brain and that makes you just like want to keep doing that and that's why you grab your phone every time a text goes off Mm -hmm. and like so i feel like the that's would be the bad part is Mm -hmm. i kind of like notice myself grabbing it too much and Mm -hmm. um I'm not always using it. Sometimes you just notice yourself scrolling through Instagram or like Facebook, mm-hmm. and or like watching people's stories on Snapchat, and like that's just a total waste of time. But it's definitely a really good thing because um, it, you have limitless knowledge mm-hmm. at your fingertips. So like, mm-hmm. and that's I always like go on YouTube and like I like watching videos about like business and all that. Right. And. I've learned so much. Like, I even take notes, like, you say, at home. Yeah. And the way I've thought about it before is, like, you know, I don't think that it's important for me to remember some, like, random information. Like, there's some information, like, just just for for an example, like, I'm not very good at remembering, like, numbers, Mm -hmm. addresses, um, directions, because I, I know in my subconscious mind that I don't have to remember that because mm-hmm. I can, hey, I, I can call someone or text someone and say, hey, what's that address? Right. And then I can type it and then my phone will tell me where mm-hmm. to go. So to me, it's like, part of it's like, I, you kind of let go of some of these raw skills like navigation. For sure. Because like as a, as a person to have the skill of navigation, that, that can be useful, but... I mean, and that becomes a question, how much should we rely on technology mm-hmm. 
to, you know, to help us in everyday life. Because, I mean, let's say doomsday type of thing. Let's say all <laughs> the technology just dies or it goes away somehow. Right. Think about how how dependent we would feel at that point after it's taken away from us. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, shit, now I, I don't know how to get to this place exactly. that's in my town. I don't know how to get to a place that's right. within 10 miles of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, but the other part of me is like, it's kind of positive because now that I don't have to remember how to get somewhere, you know, in town, and I don't right. have to remember all these little details like your brain literally has a certain amount of information that it can hold mm-hmm. it's not like you can just endlessly store information now that i mean there's anomalies of course i mean there's i'm sure everyone's seen those documentaries with people that remember you know all these little oh, details yeah. like sequences <laughs> of numbers and stuff but i know sure shit that's not me so like <laughs> so like for me it's like when I don't have to remember all those little details, mm-hmm. it like creates so much more room for like creativity exactly. and like thinking of like so much like more like more important things, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like other than those details. I don't know. Right, yeah. So it's like kind of a double edged sword, just depending how you look at it, you know. Yeah. So it it could be used for negative, it could be used for positive. It's just an you know, it's just a powerful tool. Exactly. It can be leveraged either way. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can either be a victim of it or benefit from it mm-hmm. you know just depending on how you allow it to affect you oh yeah but uh so I, I was curious on your on your take on uh college college um I would say so I'd say first thing is you need to know what like you're really passionate pa- passionate about because mm-hmm. if you don't know like what you're passionate about then you that's why some people go to college and they say like, oh, I wasted two years in college and uh, on a major I didn't even like. So, because they didn't know what they were passionate about. So I'd yeah. say finding that as soon as possible is very important because depending on what you're passionate about depends um, if you should go to college or not. Like honestly with me, I do not think, I do not want to go to college. Like that's not necessary for me because I'm interested in business and uh, some people think, oh, you got to go to college to start a business when really that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can start it today. And like, um, it, and that's going back to like the phones. You can like l- learn everything on YouTube or reading books. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to college for that. So, Right. So how, how are you – how do you foresee um, education in general changing? The way that we educate ourselves in, in – create opportunities for ourselves because I, I feel like one of the biggest barriers to having access to opportunities is is having the knowledge to execute on them because I think a lot of times people in America people that have opportunities and have the context to mm-hmm. to take action on them sometimes they look at the people that maybe aren't as fortunate as them and they say s- stuff like well there's plenty of opportunities in the land of the free. They just need to go get their, off their ass and get right. a job or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's a certain amount of like programming that you have to change in your mind. And you have to, you have to fully like – you basically just have to change your paradigm of like how you're looking at the world in general and how, how you're looking at everything. Because I think a lot oh, of yeah. people's mindset is – I'm going to go to high school and learn. I'm going to go to college and learn, and then I'm going to be done after that. 
and yeah. then I'm gonna work. Yeah, that's like you. I I feel like I feel the same way. Like you always need to be learning. Like because right. if you're not learning, then you're not growing. You just like plateau and like you, you um, and you. So like you, if you don't keep learning, then you won't be able to grow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, with that said, well, I mean, what I'm seeing is like basically just a fundamental paradigm shift like with our with specifically with our generation where it's it's really about changing the way we think about learning in general because I think it it seems it feels like a chore like when you're in school you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like like you're yeah I don't know, it doesn't feel exciting. It doesn't, mm-hmm. like, because I, I truly believe that there needs to be, like, an element of entertainment and fun to oh, yeah. learning. And application, and, and more importantly, application. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you're not getting, like, some kind of results or some kind of um, delayed gratification for learning things, you know, putting it into action, I, I feel like it becomes discouraging when you don't feel like you know your purpose or you know exactly what you should be learning in the first place oh yeah you know and i feel like a lot of that just comes around self-awareness and like knowing yourself mm-hmm. so it's like how can we teach people to do that because that starts at home at the end of the day you know what i mean true yeah With, like parenting and stuff exactly so and that's a that's a tough one so it's like but but i think what i'm seeing is like more people in our generation are following what they're passionate about rather than what other people see as normal or see mm-hmm. as conventional. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's which I think that is awesome because, um, like I'd say, like the conventional way people, oh, some I know some of my friends' parents actually, they're like kind of forced to go to college a little bit, mm-hmm. and because their parents are like, oh, well, since I'm paying for this, I want you to like do this, go for this, and like that, they're not actually interested in it, so they're just gonna kind of waste their time there Mm. so that's really good that um i I, like i like to see that people are following their passion and all that Mm. but i'd still say there are still quite a few people that you know they um they don't and they Mm. because i actually work with this one person he does not know what he wants to do like he just goes to college just to like party and all that and like Mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of like it's a little sad to see it but Mm going back to like what I said earlier finding your passion as early as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and I, yeah that just comes down to like a whole different kind of learning which is like self-discovery and like self-development mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah and that's and really what that comes down to is learning how to learn because there's there's a wrong and right way oh, to yeah. learn for sure I mean and it, and it changes from person to person like I, I saw some kind of statistic or something. I believe that 75 to 80% of people are primarily visual learners. So, so most mm-hmm. people, um, they combine a couple different um, like senses to be able to learn. So there's some people who kind of have the photographic memory, so they can just read words. Right. And they can just kind of remember that. And there's sure. some people, if you listen to something if you like listen that's why some people resonate more with podcasts or Mm -hmm. you know listening to books on audible rather than reading oh yeah because they when they hear it you know they're gonna remember it more i would say like 
I feel like that's how I learn is mm-hmm. listening because I, I'm always like listening to YouTube videos or like occasionally I'll listen to podcasts and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's some people too, and I think this is I think this is personally I think this is universal. Mm-hmm. I think that learning and I'm almost like treating emotion is is like a sense in a way in this in this way mm-hmm. because I believe that I believe that experiences and taking action is actually for everyone the best way to learn because true especially if there's negative reinforcement so let's say you know you make this decision to do this one thing with your business maybe to add this service or sell this doodad mm-hmm. you know add something right and let's say you know it just you spend ten thousand dollars to for this project mm-hmm. and you can only make two thousand back and it just flopped it's terrible you know it's like where was I going with that? What was I saying? Like you, um, I feel like I see what you're saying. Like you, um, if you wouldn't have done that, then you wouldn't have the, mm, the right. It's the, yeah, that experience it. that mm-hmm. is that's what gave you the knowledge right. to. Right, and 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 I and I feel like it's one thing to learn some from someone else's experience and read like, hey, do these things, but sometimes there's things in your external environment that you can't control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just feel like learning from experience and like, you're never going to forget not to do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Cause you oh, yeah. spent all this money investing in it. You went all in and you believed in it, which is, I believe that's the way you should move. Mm-hmm. You should really believe in what you're doing do it all the way. The 100%. 100%. And if it goes wrong, you know exactly what went wrong, and you're not going to forget. Right. Like you're not, you're never going to forget that lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, if you read that lesson out of a book and someone's lecturing in front of you, I don't know. For me, it's about eighty percent chance I'm going to forget. Right, for sure. Because it's not significant. Like, how can you make it exciting, significant, in a, in mm-hmm. a way that you can actually apply? In oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just think, I think our education system needs to be shifted in a way where it's more. It's more rooted in action mm, than okay. just like, like lecture. Hands on kind of. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, because I definitely believe that too. Because like I even in class, I'll I'll like kind of block out the teacher, like not intentionally, just mm-hmm. kind of happens. Like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like with hands on, you're engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So, so that to, to kind of. To kind of push to the last topic, so what are you seeing for your future? What what are you seeing as far as your goals and your plans? What what can people expect to see? All right, I would say, like, so what my goals I would say are focused around is helping other people like that. I would say that's something I'm kind of passionate about, and I feel like. Because at first, when I first got into entrepreneurship, it was about just the materialistic things. But now, it's about the bigger vision. I don't want to just drive, like, the nice car or, um, I can, like, I'll, I'll explain, like, what some of those are in a second. But I just, the I want the bigger vision to help millions of people. Like, eventually, I really want to, like, become a motivational speaker and all that and just teach other entrepreneurs and like what to do and 
how to get there and motivate them and all that. Mm. And also, not only that, but I feel like like with everything I sell, I want it to help other people. Or like everything I negotiate, or every time I'm talking to someone, I feel like I want to provide them value, because then um, it, it it'll always come back in return. And mm. so I'd say it's really important. And not only that, like you're doing good. Like some people, they just focus on like, oh, I just want it in return. But I actually just read this book. It was called The Go Giver, mm. and that book is a really good book. I read that one. That's a that's a great one. Oh yeah. And I, I just like how you can't receive it if you don't give it, but you can't j- just give if you don't accept, be open to receive. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really like that. And um, so I'd say that's what, like, the bigger vision is, is just helping other millions of people. So that would be, like, a very – that's something I want to do my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I would say for more um, – a little more recent maybe a little like materialistic is um i i really want to get like within the next year or so i want to get a a beamer mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah and like i i and i want to like live in a penthouse too i think that'd be awesome because mm-hmm. i just think i really think better when i see like it's open like i can just, mm-hmm. i want to look out the window and just see for miles and or just like see all the houses and all that um because that's why sometimes i actually go downtown and i like stand in the sky bridge and just like think because like that's Mm -hmm. that's how open spaces oh yeah for sure you know it's funny you said that it's a little sidebar but there's actually a lot of there's a lot of um research in uh in psychology to support that um Basically, the way that open spaces in nature affects our brains mm-hmm. literally allows us to see a bigger perspective. It allows us to take ourselves, um, you know, kind of remove our ego and remove ourselves from the context of, you know, the sociology of the world pretty much. You right. know, outside of the, the social fabric and see things objectively, you know, see things objectively about yourself and about your environment, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, like, there is... <laughs> There's a lot of science support what you just said. Yeah, I don't even know if you're aware of that, but there is. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, so that's like the I'd say the why I really want to live in a penthouse. Yeah. And but so not only that is I also so right now I'm like flipping phones and all that. So mm-hmm. once I graduate, I really want to take it to the next level and just I really want to like go everywhere with it. And at the same time, I also want to get into real estate and um get my realtor license and I just want that to be the my foot into the door to like real estate and just because I really want to just I kind of want to be or I don't want to be like him I want to be better like than Grant Cardone just I want to be everywhere you know mm-hmm. like owning houses around the globe mm-hmm. just taking it to the next level and um like just I don't know it's not just like about materialistic things for me like it's just about, like I said earlier, just like helping other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'd say. Like my major goals are. Mm. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm expecting to see a lot of these things manifest this year, next couple of years, big time. Oh yeah. Big time. So, yeah. No, I, I'm excited that we were, we're living in a, 
in the quad cities it's it's progressively more and more um supportive of young entrepreneurs and um you know just creating opportunities for everyone literally you know Mm -hmm. and I, i don't think i don't even think that's an exaggeration i think um you know we can all create the future we want if we just cooperate you know oh, yeah. literally literally it's yeah. not an exaggeration i feel like also the key thing i would say would um is networking like networking mm-hmm. is such a big key because and i was actually thinking about this today in class like not even just networking but interacting with other people because that's what life is about like you don't just you it's not like way back then when like you would just find food for yourself now you have to actually interact with everyone so that's why i'm really trying to become like a um i i've been like just doing research because i really want to become a better communicator and just be better at interacting with other people because that's like the best way and mm-hmm. i would say the main key with that would be providing value to everyone mm. like i think that's probably what like helps you get up there you know mm-hmm yeah, honoring the reciprocity rule. For sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a good that's a good nugget for anyone who doesn't know what the reciprocity rule is. It's basically basically what it is. It's like it's this. Um, I don't know what to call it really, but it's basically a part of your brain that just there's 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 not a really good way to frame this without <laughs> giving an example. So I'm I'm going to use um, analogy in this one. So let's say that, you know, your friend, for the past four times you guys have hung out, they, they've bought you food. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling that you have when you feel like you owe someone else something? Exactly. When technically they gave at, you know, with their own free will, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, there's, there's two trains of thought, I think. Either it's like, well, that was their choice and free will to give me and buy me that food mm-hmm. and do that. So... I don't owe them anything, but there's always that little thing inside of you yeah, that, that says it's the right thing. Oh yeah, to to show that you know reciprocity to to return the favor. Exactly. So it's like if you can take the proactive mindset and out give everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have a very abundant life. You know that. Oh yeah. I'm sure that's you know that that's the idea. Like, so I mean that, but this is something that everyone can literally implement into their lives, and this doesn't just. You know, this doesn't just translate to the world of entrepreneurship. This can translate to your personal life. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever type of thing you're trying to network for. Maybe you're trying to network to be more involved with the nonprofit community. Maybe you want to be more involved in politics. Maybe you want to be, you know, it just depends on what you want to do. But if, if you want to meet people, you know, and start to create impact, I think you're, I mean, you're hitting the nail right on the head. One of the most important things you can do is learn how to communicate effectively and provide value. Oh yeah. You know, cuz you're going to return it. I mean, you're it's going to be returned mm-hmm. you know through those strong relationships for years. Yeah, and you know? honestly like one thing I feel like that people don't realize is when you're a kid, people tell you these things. Like they actually tell you these things like in elementary. It's maybe like the secret to success cuz but you don't it doesn't like you don't it doesn't like really process and you actually don't really implement it and because um like they always tell you like when you're a little kid that oh if you do good things like good things will come back or if you do bad things like bad things will come back and like mm-hmm. honestly like that's true like yeah 
Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think uh, Alex has to. He has to get out of here. He's uh, he's got something at three o'clock. It's two fifty-five right now, so I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> let this guy go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, thanks everyone for for listening to episode three. Um, I, I'm really grateful that Alex came on to discuss for sure. um, past, present, and future. So, yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to share the the next guest with you. Um, I have a couple awesome guests coming up. Um, I'm also hey, what's your by the way, what's your uh, Instagram handle so people can go check that out? My Instagram is Alex underscore Russell, which is R U S S E L L, and then just a zero. Sweet. Any other social media plugs you want to give in there too? Um, my Snapchat is the exact same username, and then um, my Facebook is just Alexander Russell. Cool. And if you uh, also, if I mean, if you have a, a phone that is broken, or I don't, I don't know what you accept, but I'm sure he takes he takes inquiries and takes questions. So, oh yeah, when you find his social media, feel free to reach out to him if you have if you have a phone you'd like to sell, or if you'd like to buy a fixed phone. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll t- I'll see you guys next time. Bye.